Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. While former banker Ben Hoy believes that many Irish homeowners have been missold mortgages by financial institutions, and he joins me on the phone now to discuss how he is helping these homeowners to claim compensation. Ben, how have you come to the conclusion that some mortgages in Ireland have been missold by financial institutions? Sure. Well, I'm uh, I'm quite old and I've been over 30 years in banking, uh, mainly in investment banking and corporate banking. But the last couple of years, I've been working with groups trying to help uh, Irish people with distressed family home loans. And at the request of the Oireachtas, we, we put together a package to offer banks an alternative to selling their home loans to vulture funds. And it was during the course of that work that I, I came across this problem. So how do you define a missold mortgage? Well, there's, there's plenty of guidance on what's a missold mortgage, mainly coming out of the UK. Uh, but it, it, most of it's common sense. It's simple stuff such as an interest-only mortgage where there's been no discussion or plan for repayment of the capital, or a mortgage where the repayments go past your retirement date, but the bank never asked uh, how you're going to meet those payments in retirement, or simple case where the banks just didn't properly assess and get evidence of your income to ensure that they gave you the suitable mortgage that you could afford. Ben, I'd like to understand how you believe the problem came about. Did it happen in the data collection or in the mortgage assessment stage? Most of the banks in those days did collect all the information they had to collect. But what they didn't do was properly assess it. And they, they, uh, they ignored a lot of things. They didn't, they didn't conduct a reasonable review. They didn't compare bank statements, what was on them, with the declared income. Uh, so they've got the basics, but... but some of them even allowed people to self-certify their income without actually any proof, uh, which is a direct contravention of Consumer Protection Code in 2006. So from your insights, was the problem more prevalent with the self-employed or PAYE workers? In the case of the employed, yeah, they did generally collect a payslip or a P60. But what they then did was, was, was not look at the person's affordability. There are other costs, uh, the cost of the second or the income of the second party, and therefore, they ended up give, assessing amounts that were or uh, not assessing uh, the proper amount that should have been advanced. Most of these problems have happened around people who were self-employed. Uh, that's where most of the, the, the issues are. Uh, the plumbers, electricians, even contract nurses uh, who, who don't have a P60 or do have a P60, don't have pay slips that are consistent. Uh, and also the banks were looking for people to be aspirational some of the accountants' letters that we've reviewed talk about future income, which is just nonsense. And specifically, what was common about the structure of these mortgages? Yeah, of, of the ones I've trialled and looked at in detail, half of them are interest only, mainly for the whole period of the mortgage. And uh, a small number then are, are interest for the first five years, reverting to capital and annuity. And is there any legislation or regulations to prevent financial institutions from providing mortgages to people that run over retirement age? Uh, there's no, there's no uh, conditions that are that specific, but there are lots of guidelines given to banks by the central bank. Uh, the, the, code of, the Consumer Protection Code uh, all along is very principle-based, but those principles would lead you through to... Uh, 
to, to following good common sense, which is doing a proper assessment of, of everything, such as your ability to pay after retirement or your ability to pay a large lump sum, i.e. the whole amount, uh, when you're 70 years of age and you've been on interest only. Lucky enough, in this country, it's, it's not so much about Consumer Protection Code, it's about the Ombudsman and the Ombudsman's Act. And the Ombudsman can uphold a complaint if, uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, one of the main ones is obviously contrary to law. But even if it's not contrary to law, but it resulted in an oppressive or improper mortgage, it, it's still something he can compensate for. He has a general catch-all, which is the conduct complained of was otherwise improper. We'll come back to the Financial Services Ombudsman later in the interview, but was there a specific period in time when you feel that this practice occurred? Yeah, my sampling shows it started to... to Behaviour started to get bad 2005 on and just got worse and worse as we reached 2008. That's based on a relatively small sample. And from your estimates, how many mortgage holders could be affected by this alleged practice? Well, the UK regulator in the past, many years ago, said if you're struggling to pay your mortgage and your circumstances haven't changed significantly, it's highly likely that your mortgage was unsuitable from the start. Now, we know today there's 120,000 mortgages in this country uh, restructured, restructured quite badly, and most of them are with vulture funds. We also know that 30,000 people are in arrears greater than two years from loans back in the bad old days. So that's 150,000 at least. And I know there are 1,000 more on interest only that haven't even come to the end of term yet. And there's going to be no answers for them when they get to the end of term. So that, that's what I'm basing my numbers on. Of the 150,000, you could say two-thirds are missold, given my sampling. So what steps do you bring your own clients through? We go to the bank and we discover the data relating to your mortgage. Uh, then we assess that, we put together a complaint, we send the complaint to the bank. The bank has 40 days to come back on that. They generally come back and say, we don't agree with your complaint, go to the ombudsman. We then file a complaint with the ombudsman with a compensation figure calculated. And from your own experience, what response do you usually get from financial institutions in relation to these complaints? They mainly focus on the fact that a loan was given. Uh, People have signed up to the loan note. Uh, A solicitor has witnessed it. And they make the argument that this solicitor is giving legal advice, which is A, not the case. But B, more importantly... We're not querying the fact that the loan was was made, was advanced, and people have to pay it back. What we're saying is the banks, uh, we're, we're taking cases against misconduct within the banks and looking for compensation for that misconduct. We're not querying the loan contract at all. So just to be clear, Ben, you are not challenging the validity of the mortgage agreement and you accept that the money has to be paid back in full. So what remedy are you seeking for your clients? Compensation for the misconduct which could be substantial. So once the financial institution refutes the allegation, what is involved in taking a complaint to the Financial Services Ombudsman? Uh, he's a very simple eight-page uh, form to fill out, but actually getting the content right and getting the, the wording right uh, and actually relating to the behaviour of the bank is probably where people need expertise that they don't have. Or put it more simply, to... To work out the compensation figure, one needs to work out 
what was the cost of the actual mortgage, i.e. in interest terms, and what was the cost of a suitable mortgage if they'd been given the suitable mortgage. And our first compensation figure is the difference between those two interest calculations. So for an individual to know how much compensation he's due, he'd have to know what mortgage he should have got. And that's quite complex. In fact, the whole area of mis-selling is very complex for individuals. And there's a lot of nuances because it's about misconduct. It's not about challenging the debt. So what powers has the Financial Services Ombudsman available to him? Well, he can award compensation up to 500000 And his powers of why he would uphold a, a, a complaint are pretty wide. Uh, they run to about seven items. I mean, and the last one is the conduct complained of was otherwise improper. So it's quite a catch-all. So he is quite powerful. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ben Hoey from MissSelling.ie and I'd like to thank Ben for joining us on this morning's show. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.